The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here. And as you know, this is our All 32 series, the series where we catch you up with insiders and give you all the need-to-know information on every single NFL team. Today, we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals with the host of the PHXN Sports Arizona Cardinals podcast, making it more fun to be an Arizona sports fan. Insider Johnny Venerable. Uh, Johnny this is a safe space here. How fun is it yeah. to be a Cardinals fan? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fun. It's fun for us. It's fun for our, our, <laughs> our diehards at PHNX. But I mean, I'm I'm alongside public enemy number one. Will doesn't know this, but the tier ranking that he released. Oh, yeah. No, no, I know. Oh, I know. I was <laughs> I was going to ask you. I'm I'm aware it's not very popular. Um yeah. Well, it's it's all good fun, but I mean, listen, the, the landscape of this season is going to be a, a trying one. But as we mentioned, kind of off air, Katie, a lot of a lot of layers to this team this fall. And I think it goes beyond as cliche as it sounds, wins and losses. This team is finally looking at the big picture and, and cleaning up the mess of, of Steve Kime and, and Cliff mm. Kingsbury. And does that include Kyler Murray? I think we're going to find out. Uh, they're going to be aggressive, I think, with with the roster and the maneuverability for, for 2024. How aggressive will they be with letting Kyler Murray back on the field? That that remains to be seen. Okay, I mean, like I'm a self indulgent man uh, who is not <laughs> afraid to talk about myself. Like, I'm not afraid to talk about myself. That was going to be my first question anyway. I mean, yeah. look, I, I, I got to be honest. Like, so I mean, just for full disclosure, the, yeah. the Tears article ran on July 5th, okay. and like, I mean. I don't know if, okay, if we talked about this, but I was like, it was like, oh, like I have to finish this on America's birthday. Like, like to be like one of the, you know, I was, so like, um, you know, the, people I've been accused from uh, Cowboys fans. And then um, I think somebody was asking me, I've done a bunch of radio over this, but it's like, somebody was like, did you, was the Kyler thing like clickbait? I was like, no. Like I like that's right. Like I wrote it on July fourth. Like I wasn't thinking about trolling anybody. Like I didn't. I mean, I you know I know people read it, but I did not. Th- I did not think it would blow up the way it did. Kyler yeah. ended up seeing it, of course, and that's really what caused it. Um, yeah. 
but the, the issue for me is like the out of context thing. And yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think you actually maybe said it better. Tears is the problem, right? Cause it's tier six. And that indicates that it's like Kyler is, is this caliber of player. Right. The tier was really, I mean, it was titled no clue, man. And like that, what, what all that meant was that I don't know whether, when Kyler's going to play, how much yeah. he's going to play, um, how, 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 you know, what his role is moving forward long-term with the Cardinals. And, yeah. um, you know, if he wasn't coming off an ACL and he suffered late in the season, I think he'd be a t- he'd be a tier three guy uh, just yeah. because of his explosive ability and the upside. But he does have questions, you know, uh, and you got a new coaching staff and we, it, all that thing. So, like, I guess I'm wondering uh, what was the meanest thing anybody said about me? On the- <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just curious. I mean, I mean like, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Full transparency. Well, I might have been tongue in cheek called it the worst thing I've ever seen, but no, that's, fine. that's that's without the context of yeah. the tier six, not not knowing the title of up in the air, right? Yeah, uh, because you saw if you see the photo or the image of it on on Instagram right. or on, oh, yeah. on Twitter or wherever, it just says this is the tier. He's a tier six quarterback with yeah. like yeah. Sam Howell and company. And I think where a lot of people ran with it was, well, if it's if it's a caveat of his injury, like what is it? Why is Jimmy Garoppolo in two tiers ahead of right. him? Why not put Fair. Colt McCoy in tier six? Because presumably he's going to start. But I listen at the end of the day, like Kyler is a polarizing figure. And oh, yeah. I somebody who's covered this team my entire adult life and has followed this team since you know I was a young early 90s. He's the best homegrown quarterback they've ever had. So yeah. it's difficult because you want to be able to contextualize it of. He's got some areas to improve, but he's also way better than anything they've trotted out before. And then this season, there's the huge asterisk of the people who drafted and developed him. They're gone. They're gone from the franchise. And yes, he's got this. Right. (laughs) Very much so. Right. If you can get it. But uh, Kyler Murray's being paid. But for how much longer by this franchise, do they rush him back? Do they allow him to come back in September, October? Because right now. He's putting pads on. He's throwing. They they just released a clip yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. He's he's Great. throwing with his dad every day, and and other players, Von Miller and Robert Griffin the third runs upon the time. Joe Burrow like they were back by week one. Von Miller's yeah. on track to be back by week one. Hey, hey Ky- Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers oh, tore right. his ACL in a divisional round playoff game and didn't miss a single practice. Right. It's like, yeah. why is it Kyler Murray goes down and his projection is well, he's not going to play this season. I, I never bought that to begin with. Mm, interesting. But I think the layered approach is do the Cardinals start this season, let's say like 0 and 4, 0 and 5 with Colt McCoy. And Kyler's like, I'm ready. I want to come back. And the Cardinals are like, mm, we could have the top pick next year. We could get Caleb Williams in the draft. That I know Jonathan Gannon is is bullish with Kyler Murray. I've got that source. Drew Petzing likes him. He's been at everything. He's bought in. And you, you could say to yourself, well, he should be. He's the franchise quarterback. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray did not have a relationship last fall. They had to use mm. Cam Turner, their offensive coordinator, as a buffer. They did not communicate Whoa. with each other. So it, it, it basically deteriorated. You saw it on that Thursday night game when they were jarring yeah. at each other. Kyler didn't much respect the offense. And so it's like, this is his first kind of opportunity as a, as a clean slate with, say what you want about Gannon. I think the staff he's put together is really impressive. It's not Cliff Kingsbury, with all due respect to Cliff. It's a big boy NFL staff. Nick Rollis, people wanted him to stay in Philadelphia. Drew Petzing did really good things with Jacoby Brissett last year. So I, I, Kyler is trying to ingratiate himself to this coaching staff, and it, it's worked. But Monty Austin Ford, and I think you guys saw it during the NFL draft, he's a shrewd guy. He, he got... The first round pick of the Houston Texans, yeah. he held out with DeAndre Hopkins and, and tried to trade him and just outright cut him. Why did he cut him? We cut him before June 1st to eat the money in 2023. Yep. What does that give them flexibility to do in 2024? 
If they had to move on from yeah. Kyler Murray, which I which is not the preference, they can. So again, when does Kyler Murray and his people force the issue of I'm ready to play? I want to come back. That's the biggest layer to this season. So I, I'm sorry, Kate. I just want I just want to follow up because like I do think I think that's really interesting. And if like if he's ready to play week one, like he would be a tier three guy. Like that is a it's a no right. brainer because sure. he would be on the field. Um, I, I'm, I have no problem looking stupid. Like it happens all the time. Like, I'm, I'm fully prepared to have egg on my face. And like, like Mark Dalton calls me and is like, how do you like Kyler Murray now? Or something like that. You know, like, I, like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm prepared for all that. Um, I, I think, I think that's really interesting about the new coaching staff too. And I sort of wonder as well, like you, know, you talk about eating that money. Would the bit, do you think that like, I, do, do I mean, what do you think? Like the preference is Kyler is able to play early. Kyler plays well. The Cardinals mm-hmm. win more games than anyone expects, and then Kyler comes back as a franchise quarterback next year. That's that's the preference, right? That's the. I mean, yeah, that's the preference. Gannon wants to win games. Like this, this narrative, like they're going to tank. Like Jonathan Gannon is not trying to tank. Now we talk about it on our show, the PHNX Cardinals podcast. It's like. Are, is there self-sabotage going on in the spring that leads to losses in the fall? Like, you can try to win games in the fall. Like, their defensive line group, I've argued, is the worst defensive line, defensive tackle, three and five techniques in the NFL. And so if you yeah. if you couple that with 17 weeks of Colt McCoy and, and Clayton Toon and David Blau, like, you're, got, you're not going to win games. You're not going to win many games at all. I don't care if you have a fourth-place schedule. If Kyler Murray comes back, We've seen it before, fourth place schedule this year. Like he can win games for them. He can he can elevate this team if he's healthy with Hollywood Brown, with with Trey McBride, James Conner. They've got some weapons offensively. Um, it, it, it's the most fascinating thing because I spoke to Jonathan Gannon at the NFL Combine, and he told me adamantly, like we're going to take our time. It's Kyler in the open field goes down, non contact injury that that he runs like that a hundred times a game, and and it, and it blows out his knee. We got to make sure mentally and physically he's ready to return. It's not just the lateral ability and, and playing in the pocket. It's every aspect of Kyler's game they want to make sure is to a T. Because, I mean, I, I think they're being honest here. Like, if he suffers another injury, like, that could be it, right? And they've got so much invested in him. And they're not thinking about Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams. They're, they're thinking about this fall. But, I mean, Will, how many teams are going to pivot to Caleb Williams like mid-October? If their team and their owners, I look at the L.A. Rams and maybe the, the Vegas Raiders, mm. if, if teams are starting 0 for 5, 0 for 6, 0 for 7, it's how quickly do you pivot to next spring? Cardinals are going to be in that, in that ballpark. I think you have a finite window to bring him back, which starts week one until about uh, Halloween. If you okay. don't bring him back before then, then you are purposely trying to get the USC signal caller, in my opinion. Mm. Well, that was going to be my next question. Is 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 it viable to think that the Cardinals are tanking this season? It seems to be that you believe, not at first, but we'll see how it goes. We go down zero and five, and then that could be where the Cardinals take it. Yeah, and they're going to try to make a lot of, I've used it, if, you know, if you've got groceries from the prior regime, you're going to try to, to cook with them, right? Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, Rondell You, you Moore. complain in the kitchen if, while you're cooking with the, the groceries right. you don't like. Yeah, you're like, who, who stuff, got these onions? Like, <laughs> some stuff's got to go in the trash at some point. Yeah. With all due respect to those guys, and they may not fit what Gannon and company want to do. They're doing a very, uh, I think, admirable job of of not trying to overspend in the offseason, right? They, they've got... They're projected to have like $80 million in cap space next spring. They're going to be the Chicago Bears the next offseason. They can do whatever they want to do. But first, this offseason, it's like, okay, we've got a bunch of these top picks. We've got Zach Ertz and James Conner making eight figures. Let's just, let's see what we have. Let's see who can stick around. 
And then I think they had a great draft class. Uh, you know, objectively speaking, you get Houston's one next year, you win the draft, in my opinion, for a team that I don't think is going to be very good. Yeah. And then you get the quintessential top tackle in Paris Johnson Jr. It was the anti-Steve Kime class, essentially. They <laughs> they went big school and premier positions. Tackle from Ohio State, edge rusher from LSU, and then, you know, peppered in some mid-rounders that you know, lottery tickets will have to wait and see. But it's not tweener linebacker safeties. It's not undersized ride receivers, Andy Isabella, Rondell Moore. So they're getting back to basics. And I think it's important for a lot of people who don't know this franchise, follow this franchise. This is their first external GM in like 30 years. Oh, that's right. Because uh, Rod, Rod Graves was, uh, was kind, was hired. Rod Graves hired Kime, I think. Michael Bidwell loves to promote from within. Yep. And a lot of people thought after they fired Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, well, it's going to be Adrian Wilson, right? It's going to yeah. be Quentin Harris. Those are Steve Kimes, you know, buddies, the heir apparents. Well, what happened? Michael Bidwell, for all of his faults, he's got a ton of them. He's had a horrible 18 months off the yeah. field. He said, I'm going to go. I, I, we got to fix this. And I don't I don't know what what the answer is, but it's not internally. Mm. They tried to hire one of the VPs from the Chicago Bears who respectfully declined. Then they got Austin Ford. You know, say what you want about him. Patriot mindset was with a lot of the success in Tennessee has come in here and has really cleaned house. And Adrian Wilson subsequently has left the franchise, went to Carolina. Good for him. We root for him uh, as an ex-Cardinal. And then the, he hired Jonathan Gannon. And outside of the little the tampering issue, which did cost them a couple picks in the third round, they're, they're cleaning this. And they're gutting it from the ground up. And they're, they're letting, finally, the football people handle the, the football operations. And so while it doesn't transfer to immediate on-the-field success this fall, I do think that, optimistically speaking, like I think I would rather be in this position than like the LA Rams, where it's like you're a yeah. tweener spot, six, seven wins, bad contracts. Cardinals have the most draft capital in 2024 in what is going to be an all-time blue chip draft. And that's a good place to be. Yeah. Look, uh, let's take a quick break because I want to follow up on that, that draft stuff and, and, and the GM thing. Uh, we'll do so after we take a break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So the I, I think I think this is a really interesting angle, Johnny, because it's it is and it, it is and obviously you know you're 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 there. You grew up, you've grown up with the team like you you know you I mean. Like, like NC State, right? I'm Adrian. Well, you know, I, I work for the same hometown as Adrian yeah. Wilson, actually. Um, but like, wow, you know, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an optimistic NC State fan. Like, I'm going to be optimistic. Yeah. Or actually, I've, I've sort of been beaten down at this point. But but like like you know, <laughs> like I think that your take there is correct, even if it is you know like like you're you know you're you're looking for the silver lining in a season that might not be great. But this is a team that yeah. has really needed to reboot for a while now. Like you know, mm -hmm. it's it's you know just the way that the roster because. You know, uh, Steve would go out and get all these 
veterans, you know, you have the Ertz, you have the Connor, and like trying to yeah. supplement it to make another run. And it was like you never felt like there was enough there, especially with Cliff and, and the, the stuff he did in the second half of the season. Um, I was shocked that the Texans were willing to trade a 2024 draft pick, knowing knowing what we knew about that class and knowing what we knew about this class. Like that was crazy to me. I guess they felt like they had CJ Stroud. They can they can do what they want to do. I, we were at the combine and like we were all in on Will Anderson. Will Anderson Jr. is going to be a Cardinal. They have the third pick, right? We, we just assume, you know, Jalen Carter is going to go, go before them or the quarterbacks. Cardinals, they're not going to take Jalen Carter. It's going to be Will Anderson. He's the he's the blue chip player to kick off this rebuild. And then we we talked to people and know and they're like they actually don't love him. They're trying to trade down. And so from that point on, it was evident like they tried to move that pick. For three months, oh, they, made it, they, they made it real the loud, real loud. Yes, yes. <laughs> Why they didn't get the Bears package from from uh, Carolina? I think they still did pretty well. Anytime you can secure a future one plus for a non quarterback in the in the top five, that, that's a win in my opinion. Yeah. And they were talking to the Houston, the Tennessee Titans. The Titans were thinking of coming up for Anthony Richardson. That didn't materialize. Mm. Um, materialize. And so at the end of the day, it ended up being Houston. Who I like Will Anderson Jr. I hope he's a great player. We covered him this offseason. Special person. But to be able to double down and now, I mean, they're going to, they're projected by a lot of people to have the first two picks in the draft. And while <laughs> I don't think that that's going to materialize exactly like that, in a class that boasts Caleb Williams and, and Marvin Harrison Jr., to have that kind of amulet, those are franchise changers those are andrew luck trevor lawrence jamar chase calvin johnson type level prospects and they they told a lot of people in the you know outside the, the facility this year like they didn't love this class they liked it and another important nugget with monty osenford is they are revamping their scouting department mm. and it's going to go into place the way they look at college football this fall and so while they like the players they drafted and i i think their class is is nice this year it wasn't with their scouts. And so right. they kind of had to, to scramble. And they also poached a guy by the name of Dave Sears by the Detroit Lions, who was the assistant GM there, came to Arizona, was a part of a lot of the nice Lions classes, Amaran, St. Brown, and Panay Sewell, those kind of classes. And then you look at Detroit's draft class this year, and you're like, what are they doing? Yeah, he did a nice a job for, for Arizona. I, I think they're all in for 2024's draft class. And if, if you're a Cardinal fan looking for sustained success, we talked about Steve Kime. You know, uh, he, he is the most, love him or hate him, he's a polarizing figure. He's the most successful GM they've ever had. For sure. And and a lot of that was because of Bruce Arians, but he put together some winning seasons, and he desperately tried to win a championship for this franchise. They got the longest professional championship drought in pro sports, not just the NFL. Brutal. When the Chicago Cubs won their championship, it's, it's the Cardinals now that have the longest <sighs> championship drought. So I do give him credit. He was aggressive every offseason. Chandler Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz. And it was a house of cards and it fell apart. And so now it's it's time to clean up the mess and it's not going to materialize into an all in season like they've done in the past. But hopefully five, seven, ten years of viability. And that's what they're tr that's what they're trying to do. And the biggest question is, is Kyler Murray going to be a part of that? Well, Johnny, you talk about how, you know, they're going to be all in in 2024 and maybe this isn't the season for them. They have the lowest win total of any team in the NFL was five and then it got knocked down to four and a half and sure. hand up Brinson and I like the under four and a half. How do you, how many games do you think that this team can win? It's like an impossible question. How many games does yeah. Kyler Murray play? If Kyler Murray yeah. plays two thirds of the season, three fourths of the season, I think they can get to five, six wins. Um, especially late in the year. We had so many teams. I mean, they, they, 
you think about it, if Kyler hadn't torn his ACL, they they probably finished with seven wins last year. Cliff keeps his job. They almost beat Tampa with a backup. They should have beaten Atlanta. They're, they're very viable with, with Kyler Murray. Love him or hate him. But if, if they're like adamant, no, Kyler, you're not going to play for at least two months, and then we're going to kind of wait and see, I would take the under, 100%. I would say okay. that four C- they're not winning games with Colt McCoy and David Blau and Clayton Toon in the National Football League with the rest of the roster that constructed the way it is for this year. Uh, I right now I would say yeah four seems about right but if Kyler Murray's back in September then I I would say all bets are off if he's like I'm playing I feel great I've been cleared that's why they're the season's so fascinating the outside of yes they're not projected to be a playoff team or viable the NFC is terrible the NFC quarterback landscape <laughs> is terrible yeah right and they have a fourth place schedule Kyler would be like the Kyler would be like the third the, yeah. yeah like the, it's like Second him best. and Dak and yeah right so it's just Let's pump the brakes. Let's check back in. That's why I'm just, I'm telling people like take a beat on the Cardinal over under because you just, you really don't, it's truly flipping a coin. You can't analyze it uh, other than that. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll be honest. Like and this happens, this happens to me frequently when, you know, we're like, we, uh, who who are we talking to recently for a team? And I was like, wow, I like didn't like, I was out on this team. And now I'm like, I'm like back in. I'm like, I'm like sitting here, like my stomach's kind of churning a little bit. I'm like picturing old takes Oh no! Yeah, the Jets. I'm like, yeah, like they, I got, I got hyped up about the Jets. I'm like, I'm like picturing this old takes exposed tweet when Kyler like throws a, a game winning touchdown in Week One, uh, and he's like back from his ACL. Like it's, I mean, again, yeah. the, the fine looking. And student, then your but quarterback think, tears are in his locker, hanging in the. Oh my god! I know. Locker. Like, <laughs> yeah, or like the Cardinals are gonna like tweet out like, I saw like, how do, how do those tears taste? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. The best motivator. Is I mean he's had mud slung at him for eighteen months. I don't care who you are. Yeah. If if people are coming at you and your livelihood, he's got his money right. And a lot of people project after he tore his ACL, he's going to get out of shape. He's going to play video games. I mean, he was doing he was squatting like four four weeks after, and he he's a freak athlete. And I think we're underestimating like just how special of an athlete he was being drafted in the top ten in baseball, the first overall pick. I just I. I, I don't know what his future is in Arizona long term, but I just I would not bet against him, especially when he's got a viable coaching staff now all in. I mean, they went to his Heisman Trophy uh, statue unveiling in Oklahoma. The entire really? Cardinal staff and, and front office was there. They want it to work with Kyler, especially when like if you're if you're Monty Austin for it. I mean, you were winning games with Ryan Tannehill in, in Tennessee. Yeah. You know, it can be done. So I it's yeah, it's, I wouldn't bet against him. No, look, and I mean, like, we don't want to. I think this is interesting how this particular show turned into. I mean, you know, like, I mean, we you know, we want to talk about the Cardinals, but like, the Cardinals sort of, you know, it is, it is, it's an unknown and it's crazy. Yeah. I'm wondering what, do you, what yeah. you know, with Jonathan Gannon, um, he had the media thing. He didn't talk to the media after the first night of the draft, and that may have just been they didn't yeah. want to talk about the tampering stuff. And I, I, I get that. That's a weird thing to do. They're like, I mean, you know, if you. I've been covering the NFL for a long time. And like, I don't recall anybody be like, no coach after the the draft. Uh, he had that little kerfuffle yeah. thing in, in Philly. I, I'm curious, what do you, what, what has been your takeaway from him as a coach? It seems like you're more optimistic um, maybe than, than, than or, or at least people in Phoenix are more optimistic than maybe the general perception of it. I just think he fits really well in Phoenix. I mean, he had, they had 70 sacks last year and 17 interceptions in Philadelphia. Sure. And you could say, well, that was, that was their GM and, I mean, how many times have people wanted Howie Roseman fired? They, he gave up 14 points total in the NFC playoffs. Now, granted, it was against backups and and the Giants and the and the 49ers. He's a really good defensive coordinator. 
Um, and he's been somebody that has been on the radar of multiple NFL teams. The Texans, Nick Casario wanted to hire him, uh, and, and the owner stepped in, and then they went all in on D'Amico Ryans, and that's great. That's probably a better fit long-term, but he's been a viable NFL coaching candidate for, for some time. And then he just he ran into Patrick Mahomes in the second half of the Super Bowl, and yeah. then a lot of people were upset that, that that they that they lost. And you know, I was at the combine, and the Philly media was was still peppering him with questions. He <laughs> yeah, took all they those, were. He took all those questions, and he's like, "Guys, I'm here to talk about the Cardinals and our, our draft prospects." Uh, after like three or four questions from the Philly media, but I, I he's a genuine human being, um, and I I do think he is somebody that. I mean, why did why didn't Nick Rallis stay and take the defensive coordinator job in, in Philadelphia? He yeah. could have that that was his job in Philly of the Super Bowl team. He's like, no, I'm going to go with Jonathan Gannon. That tells me everything I need to know about Jonathan Gannon, the staff that he put together. He's a Mike Zimmer disciple. Uh, and say what you want about Mike Zimmer, a ton of success in the NFL. Yeah. Um, when he was the Indianapolis Colts head or uh, Indianapolis Colts defensive back coach, he was getting job offers from the collegiate level, blue chip schools, Big Ten schools. People wanted. He said, "No, I'm in the NFL path. I don't care about money. I don't care about fame." So, uh, do I think he's got to win people over outside of Arizona? Hundred percent. And this year is going to be tough because I don't think they're going to have a ton of on field success. But I do think that Austin Ford made a point. Last summer, when he was thinking, okay, I, I I might get some GM juice. Who are guys that I would love to talk mm. with? Who are guys that I would love to key in on? And Gannon was a, was atop that list. Did the Cardinals and, and Austin Ford screw up? Should they have prioritized him earlier in the coaching search? Hundred percent. But you know, something tells me Michael Bidwell is like, yeah, just give a throwaway interview to Vance Joseph, knowing full well they they weren't going to hire Vance Joseph. They needed to be more proactive because I can tell you right now. The, the the folks in Philadelphia, after Gannon was passed over for D'Amico Ryans, they thought he was safe. They, Howie Roseman, mm. Jeffrey Lurie came in. They're like, you're, you're our guy, highest defensive coordinator in the NFL. They love Jonathan Gannon. And then the Cardinals swooped in, and they hired him, and then they gutted his staff. Well, who did that piss off? Howie Roseman and company. And so that, that probably is why they filed the, the tampering charges. Like, mm. we have to save face here. And, and and this is difficult. We lost our OC. But, that, guys, that's what happens when your head coach is not a specialist on either side of the ball. You're, you're going to lose coordinators, really good coordinators. Happened to Marty Schottenheimer once upon a time. So I, I do think that it's behind them now. I mean, the Cardinals have to go to Philadelphia late this year. That might be, probably <laughs> won't be pretty but uh, on New Year's Eve. But I, I, I do think long term, he's got an opportunity to work in part because he's got 100% buy-in from the GM. They're, they're lockstep in what they want to do. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show. Johnny, thank you so much for joining us sure. today. You can listen to him at the PHNX Cardinals podcast, making it more fun to be an Arizona Cardinals fan. And I got to tell you, Johnny, we had more fun talking about the Cardinals with you than I think we have this entire offseason. <laughs> yeah. Don't count them out, maybe. I don't know. We'll see right. how the first Tell the people goes. that I didn't mean tier six is like the worst quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I, I was okay. like, that's not the same Will Brunson I've been reading for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, by the way, Thanks. yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, that's it. It still is. It is. He's still an idiot. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. All right. Thanks, yeah, uh, stay tuned for more from our All 32 series of Daily Drops in your podcast feed and on YouTube. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on this page um, as well. And again, thank you, Johnny, so much. I'll talk to you soon. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. 
Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel. Streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.